Welcome to Beerfield. I am your co-host at Beerfield Hop with two Ps, joined by your host of the show, Dan Thurry at Beerfield Thurry, and other co-host at Ryan Miner underscore FFB. Dan, take it away. I did the hard part for you. Oh, thanks, because uh, you're really good <laughs> at that. I'm totally not. All right, so how are you guys doing? You guys doing good? Storms? Didn't really hit you guys. I don't know about Ryan, but Hopper, did you get it with Storms? And not today. Yeah, we got. No. We had a good hour. We, we had fucking hail. Spent some. Time oh, the, the one basement. that had like Kansas City and all that. Yeah, yeah. Spent some time in the basement earlier this week, but not, not today. It didn't even get rain today that I'm aware of. So, well, that's good. That's good. It's been a long week. This is like day four of me doing things that required drinking. So, ah, yeah. It's a hard life you live. I know. Uh, a little tough. A little tough. Well, it's tough. It's, it's tough having children. I uh, well, I was judging beer on Monday, and then I was doing horse hooky and betting on ponies on Tuesday, and then at a homebrew meeting last night. So here I am. So our uh, our uh, a trivia that I'm always at on Thursday nights before we record had a 420 themed, nice, and it was a San theme. Nice. And higher from Creed came on. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Katrina just told me. I'm very, very upset that I had to fucking I'm leave. Sad that you missed that. That would have been oh. perfect. That would have been perfect. I would have flipped a table. <laughs> just, just, just that's how pumped up that you just me. go right into post like grunge. Like you can't sing post grunge without the lows and rolls of the it's just it's it's a great small glimpse of time that we get that we were so awarded to live through. I know I got a drop that has higher on it. I just don't remember which one it is. Is it this one? Way off. I am. I am way off. I am way off. That was not that one. (laughs) Hold on. We're going to get three chances. And if I screw it up, we're just all right. Uh, time capsule going through old drops. Yeah, it's not. I know it's not that one. Can you take me? It's got to be something about probably about 80 piece. Well, that's why I went that one with 80 piece. Okay. Fuck. Um, Our guys that were just higher on, maybe. Maybe it was about. God Jesus, that's, that's <laughs> probably that's probably from year two when you did a lot of these with yeah. actual music. Uh, yeah, before we were on YouTube and <laughs> no, no, we were still on YouTube. We just don't think we gave a fuck too much then. That was when we still cared about about trying to make it big. God, I'm so glad we're not. Oh man, not oh, big. I don't want to be big. Not in this community, no, man. I I don't I don't blame it because I thought I wanted to be big, and then like I started Same. like a- answering questions, and then I get to be like too much, and then they're like, well, "What do I do now?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't see this because I set my it's phone a very down for thankless. six hours." It's extremely thankless, and uh, I've I have watched far too many people change from day one to where they're at now. And it's it's nope, I'm good, man. I don't wanna... And nobody's verified now, though. I can't believe I lost my check mark. <laughs> you're not verified there, anymore there's so many people that have lied it's it's, it's I, great. I, I was never verified it was no, a joke no. <laughs> but, say, no, LeBron, no. lebron james didn't want to pay for it so elon paid for his there's a lot of uh there's a I lot of people seen... that are claiming that they uh 
Yeah, there's a lot of people that are claiming that they never signed up or paid, but they're still verified, and it says they're paying for Twitter Blue. I've seen uh, I've seen one one woman come out that's in this space that someone already been making uh, fake accounts with pretty much their entire handle, uh, saying some really really bad shit. So it's about to get wild there. It's gonna get what? Well, yeah, if you're someone that's pissed off a lot of people, um. You better pay for verify or or or, or yeah, there's gonna be a, a thing going on. Yeah, thank it's God already so, who we are. It's already, yeah, I don't think they want. I don't think they would care. Ah, these guys are big enough to mock. But it's funny because it's like eleven <laughs> bucks a year, or you can buy like a annual subscription for one hundred fourteen. So like, it's, it's it's so dumb. Hold on, I might have found it. Risers. Nope. One oh, did we get the Pokemon <laughs> level up though? I'll take All that. Right, this is the third only other one it might be. Otherwise, I'm okay. completely off. You may have gotten rid of it, too. Too high? Too no, that one's a, that was a different one. That was phase two of drops. Yeah. yeah. Anything that's not an actual sound or a noise or sound from something that's, that's actually in the media. <laughs> Ooh. Do you find it? Oh, wait. I might. Hold on. This is it, right? This is the last one. This is a bonus one. Two or three more. Well, there's two more. It could be. Hold on. It's three. Great. All right. All right here great we go. podcast. Yes. <laughs> now I got to know what the other one was. I also just yelled, and that's probably not the best thing to do whenever. Yeah. Oh, you don't want to wake up the, you don't wanna wake up the yeah, little please. one. Please. Yeah, please don't. Oh, that's what that was. Hopper eviscerates a panther. <laughs> Remember that? Off the rails. I forgot. Was that what was that? Was that a Buck Cam Newton then? I uh, apparently I there are a lot of panthers. I didn't like whatever year that's from. Anyway, it's a race of panther. Oh this my god, can is pretty haggard. Thank you. Won't it open? Jesus, <laughs> it might have. Is that a locale? Landed in a parking lot. That looks like slightly mighty from Dogfish. It is, it is slightly mighty. Uh, Slightly naughty, slightly mighty. Okay. Yes. Anyway, we're uh, we're talking wide receivers and tight ends as promised last week for the NFL draft, presented by the FF Face Off. The NFL draft is presented by the FF Face Off, not our like the whole thing. I think I made that joke already. Yeah. We got beer preview then news. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's do beer preview then. That's how I did the uh, notes, at least. <laughs> you think after four hundred thirty-two episodes, I would know. <laughs> Look, even for the fucking thing. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like. <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. It's barely oozing out. Well, you really so, fucked up the right, top uh, there, You two go, and I got to take care of this. All right, I am, uh, I'm drinking Bent River. I believe Bent River is out of the Quad Cities area, Rock Island, Illinois. I'm drinking their upstream tangerine. This is a, uh, a weed ale with tangerine. I uh I did a little little event with these guys back in February and they they gave me some of their their shit that I've never seen before so I decided to finally crack open into that only three months two months later who is it Bent River oh okay Quad Cities yeah, Rock yeah. Island Illinois yeah I'm, I'm familiar Ryan Ryan I am drinking Canteen Spirits watermelon vodka soda. Oh, we got an RTD a, for we got an RTD for the first time. Yeah, Ryan's like 
He's the guy that branches out for us to try this shit that maybe we don't all want to try. My wife drinks it, so I was like, I'll try it. Got some RTDs upstairs. I'm about to break those out. I think I finally almost got this board. What did you call Jesus. it? RTV? RTV. Ready to drink. Ready to drink cocktails. Uh, They're actually they've actually overtaken seltzers in growth. Yep. They sure have. Saying how much they sell now because there's so many of them. I'm the one to try. I heard that the RTD Jack and Cokes are pretty good, so maybe I'll do that post draft. Little sweet. Are they? Yeah, I was gonna say that. Little, yeah. sweet. A lot of those artificial drinks that use soda are, are overly, is overly it, sweet. So is it? Did you do the regular Coke or the Coke Zero? I, I just did the regular Coke. I mean, is there yeah, a Coke Zero one? There's, there's a, a Coke, Coke Zero one. There's a Coke Zero one. Yeah, okay, I'd probably do that one. I'd probably just do them like side by side to see how much of a difference there actually is. But I think that's what I'm gonna do. All right, I got uh, Dogfish Head slightly mighty locale IPA. It's monk uh, fruit IPA with monk fruit. Thanks, Dan. 3.6 cars. I sold a lot of that beer, Benny's. 95 calories. Um, so this is gifted to me by a coworker who said, "Here, you can have these." And it apparently either fell out of his car, my car, or the fridge. <laughs> I don't really know how that happened, but that can is a not, sounding endorsement. <laughs> not fantastic shape. When you have kids, your mind kind of gets scrambled, so you don't remember things when you're trying to. I don't remember things that I don't, I don't have kids, man. Yeah. I'm married into a kid. It's different. News. Anybody so actually we, write down the news this I week? I do. I got news. Okay. I got I, some too. I did a script mind, again, but... guys. It's okay. Yeah. No. I, like, I don't I, want you to look at it. It's fine. I didn't even look. And I, just I never do. Writing out news, news. So, as, as, as we found out last week, Brian, it. you do have access to it. All right, so I have three bits of news written down, the ones that are actually worth the damn talking about. Uh, it just happened, I believe, today. Uh, Cowboys picked up City Land's fifth-year option. They did. Um, I don't know if they'll get an extension worked out this year, but I do expect one probably next offseason. Um, that was a no-brainer type of thing yeah. for them. Yeah, yeah obviously. I threw it in there because it's uh, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, a deal that happened a couple days ago, Pittsburgh traded for Allen Robinson that included... Uh, two or the Rams and Steelers swapping their their uh seventh round pick. So it was per Robinson Passing's physical, but the Steelers added a veteran receiver to replace uh Chase Claypool on the outside. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. I was just gonna say that we don't know how much Robinson has left in the tank. I'm yeah. betting it's not much and landing with a second year Kenny Pickett, I don't think does a lot to help revitalize that. And the Rams ended up retaining like ten million in salary. So yeah, I was just say that it's a yeah. veteran. Yeah, it's one year five mil, I believe. Um, it's a really good veteran ad with with yeah. what is going to be a pretty young wide receiver room, or you know, Pickens Johnson. They'll get their 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 uh, fourth round pick from last year, Kelvin Austin coming back from injury. Um, and then really everybody else is just supposed to be youth. So plus if they end up taking somebody in the draft or whatever. So it is a good veteran yeah. presence to have around. I will give it that. And there's probably not a lot of risk in this. If if he mm-hmm. like he may not make the team. Like he may be a cut. Like it's there's not a lot of there wasn't a lot of money tied to this and the draft picks involved are are gonna be used this year. So and then uh 
Biggest news. Um, Eagles, Jalen Hurts agreed to a contract extension. Five years, totaling $255 million. $180 million of it is guaranteed. $110 of it was guaranteed at signing. $15 million incentives and a 23.3 signing bonus. Um, Hopper and I, we talked about this in different group chat. Um, we have been, we, we have watched Jalen Hurst literally from his freshman year at Bama to where he's at now. And we've, this is like an adventure for us to watch him growing, you know, starting from the fuck Jalen Hurst rants from that year, which we were grossly wrong to where he's at now. And us pounding the table about him in 2020 to, to watch his growth here. Um, I think Eagles going to be the quarterback of the future and Hurts now is the highest paid player in NFL history for now. I think getting to Oklahoma and a pass first in a pass heavy offense was the best thing that could have happened for Hurts. I think that, that getting benched for Tua and then getting to Oklahoma and that pass first offense might have been the best thing that could happen for him. Yeah. And, and, and it's never changed him as a leader or as, or as a person. person. It helped him grow mm-hmm. as a as a player to where he was to where he is now. And, and the Eagles continue to make what's what's most impressive about this is that it, they were the first they were able to get Hertz signed uh, first compared to Burrow, Herbert, and Jackson. They were able to get to Hertz first, and and mm-hmm. both teams were able or both sides were able to come to an agreement. That it's just awesome to see. Yeah, and there are going to be ripple effects here, right? So this shows one that, sorry, Deshaun, you're an outlier, right? Because mm-hmm. it's not just a continued trend upward. Hertz did appear in the Super Bowl last season. Um, so you're kind of at this point now where, you know, all right, you could say it's Lamar Lamar's move, but, you know, you can also wait for Burrow or Herbert domino to fall. But in any event, you know, this is kind of a sign that, you know, hey, what happened to Watson? That's not what we're doing. It's still a good amount guaranteed for for Hertz, but it's also $40 million less than what Watson got guaranteed. Uh, I believe. 30? Uh, 50. 50. It was 230. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it, it was 250 or 230. I, I it, was it was 230. Maybe 50 million more. And as Hopper mentioned, it does kind of reset the expectations. I... I Burrow is the only one I think that could come close to this. I think he's going to exceed it. I think he'll surpass it. Herbert's the one I, I don't think will, but I think he could be tied close to Jackson. So wild card here. Reports came out that same day that reportedly he turned down a $200 million guarantee contract. We don't know what the rest of the details were. Um, It's unlike it would have been a long-term deal with that in guarantees. But um, again, it, it's just using the Hertz contract to, to, to continue to slander the Jackson situation and and it's just as as you said, operates the ball is kind of in in, in that court now to when they get that deal done because yeah I I don't think he's he's I I don't think he'll get Burrow money, but I think he'll get somewhere between Burrow and Hertz. Yeah, the, his in it's the, so in, tough right now. It, it's a massively overplayed hand from him. We've beaten that that yeah. horse to death that he's overplaying his hand with not a lot of leverage. And, and, so, you know, and it still hurts Baltimore because Baltimore has now continually have, yeah, like, they don't they're going to pay him more, right? This should have been done two, three years ago at this point, too, at this point. And they have lost money in this as well. So it's not like they're yeah in their right place, but they've also lost in this. They did because the, the quarterback market was going to continue to trend up. But also, I mean what we don't know things leak, but you don't know that they didn't 
try to do that. Lamar knew that the market was going to trend up. He Mark, what he didn't know yeah. what he didn't know was that he was going to have two not as good seasons after the MVP year that were injury riddled and progress was kind of going to stall. And that's when betting on yourself goes wrong. Yeah, and that's hey, what I uh, think. Like his contract shouldn't be as high. No, it shouldn't be as Jalen Hurts. I agree. Well, yeah. A lot of people are thinking like, well, you know, Hurts stepped in the market, so now the next contract's going to be higher, and then his contract, Hurts contract in general, looks like a value. I think Jackson will get will get more than Hurts. I think I think him giving I think him getting the MVP even even now the success Jackson is having. He's been on the he's, Do you he's been healthy. Value an MVP more or Super Bowl more. I mean, they should be one and the same, right? You know, team I, I value or, the Super Bowl more. I value the Super Bowl more. So then you think you'll get... He's had, what, two, three playoff appearances straight when he's been healthy? His team's been in the playoffs. So he's had team success. He just hasn't had the overall, you know, you know, to that point. Well, how much got, more is freaking... Like how much more does uh Lamar Jackson want? I mean, if one seventy nine, we have no is clue what... what Lamar wants. Well, if he turned down two hundred million, right? He's saying I'm twenty two million more than the guy that Supposedly, just won the Super yes. Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that's what just Supposedly, happened. Supposedly, yeah. It's, but no I'm one worth... knows when this was offered to him. Yeah. Right. Because because again, his decision is based off of Watson. Like. Yeah, but Watson first was yeah an outlier. I know that. No, yes. This is what I said. Was this is kind of what I said the last time we talked about this is that Watson's the outlier and these other quarterback dominoes are going to start to fall to show that Watson's an outlier and then Jackson's going to be sitting there like what do I do no Joe Burrow still has not been resigned yeah not no, yet. no not, not yet, yet and, but and, he... and I've been back and forth whether or not he gets a deal done this year or not I think since he wants to I think since yeah. he probably want to get it done before Herbert or Jackson and or Jackson gets theirs. They definitely want to get it done before Lawrence does next year. So Burrow is going to be the next thing that sets the market. I think he's going to overset it. Yeah, like he's going to be the one. That well, really Burrow will be the first high. one that gets probably. He's going to get more than Hurts. He'll be 215, 220 million. Hurts will probably or not Hurts. Burrow will probably get closer to sixty million yearly. Yeah, annually, which is kind of where we're basing it off because obviously Mahomes is the highest. Contract at five hundred million, but that was over ten years. Mm-hmm. So, okay, we've exhausted that. All right, yeah, be a dead I mean, horse on that one. Plenty of well, not just right there, but plenty of other episodes too. So, more to come as dominoes start to fall. All right, so we uh, we'll get the rookie talk. Hold on, we mentioned. Hold on, what? hold on, hold on, hold on. No, I'm not ready. There's more news. Yeah, what about Trey Lance? Uh, I, don't, I don't care about You're talking rumors. about Tyler Bass. Uh, well, that's one of them. Uh, Tyler Bass, four-year extension with the Bills. But the other one, I think, is the most important piece of news that dropped all week. It's it's bigger than than Jalen Hurts. It's bigger than Olamide Zacchaeus signing with the Eagles. It's bigger than, <laughs> bigger than Allen Robinson. Josh Allen said the Bills need to put Gabe Davis in better situations. You know, I saw that. I, I thought about putting it in there, but... I don't also, really need the rehash and argument of the Bills making poor decisions. So also, Josh Allen might run less. Yeah, he needs to run right. less. Cool. Gabe Davis will probably just be used less when he when they draft his replacement. But yep. we'll save that for after the draft. All right, let's get to rookies in the interest of keeping this moving. Hey, all those files I added, I did not add the wide receiver tight end drop. Give me a second. 
Wide receivers. Because I love me some me. I love me some me. I can't stand myself. Can't stand myself. I love that one. That's an old one. All right, so before we get to wide receiver tight ends, we spoke last week at the end of the show. I don't know if it was on here or off here. Oh, yeah, I don't bother. I didn't watch anybody else. (laughs) All right, we're going to just get rid of that and delete. (laughs) My receivers. <laughs> We're going to start off real simple. I guess kind of simple. Who in your mind is the number one receiver in this class? As it stands today, uh, 420, smoke him if you got him. 2023, a week before the NFL draft. It's Jackson Smith and Jigba for me. Okay. Yep, same. Um, I know that Quentin Johnson is the other one that gets talked about a lot. In this less number now, one. less and less now, less and less now, as I think it should be. Um, but you know, there were a couple guys in that discussion, but you know, Addison did not have a good combine. Uh, and Johnston was always Johnson was always, uh, I'm gonna put this, he, he's raw, he's more raw, basically. Like the talent's there, but the production wasn't. He's raw. He didn't test super athletically. There are definitely things to like there, but it's more of a, there's more bust potential there. We've seen that type of profile with that type of excitement bust before. So for me, it's, it's JSN. He's the most ready. He's the most well-rounded. He tested great athletically. Combine that with the fact that the other guys that were close have fallen off or, or kind of shown some of their gaps. And it's, it's clear. Yeah, plus all the NFL teams have already looked at basically having JSN as their only graded first-round wide receiver, too. So take that for what it's worth. Even the NFL's even seen him as the top receiver for this class. Mm-hmm. It's So through mocks, it's uh, really the rise of Zay Flowers. Um, yeah. You know, Mel Kuyper has him as the number one on the board, which is going to reign true to a lot of the casuals that tune in you know, day of or week of the drafts and kind of get their information from, you know, from the big wigs. And when we may mock them, they have a lot of inside knowledge that we don't have the privilege of getting. So studying those mocks is a good to see where we think the NFL could be leaning on. And Flowers has been the one that's been rising the most, um, even overtaking JSN and some, in some, you know, above him. It's a good uh, time to discuss number two, huh? It's a good time to discuss say flowers uh but before we get into him um is is uh jsn the only guy in your top tier or are we putting flowers in company with no he's he's the only guy in my my top tier i think that i love zay flowers i loved his film i loved his productivity had a great combine um but you know production wise um you know pedigree wise i i still i still think jsn's ahead um but i do like zay flowers i think i i actually might gets a little murky buying jsn i think zay flowers is the cream of that next year um yeah, but zay, zay flowers didn't really take off until this year like he didn't right, explode until his out. senior year yeah actually that's why on. i don't have him as like my number two like i have addison as number two I do not. I faded Addison a bit. 
And the, like he might have had a bad combine, but the only thing that really knocked down is like Roscoe was just his size, his overall 5'11", You gotta be careful frame. with Ross too. You gotta be a little careful with Ross too. Ross wants to conjugate all the players and their athletic measurables when they're the same weight and size. So like it, it's a little different when mm-hmm. when drawing those comparisons. It's a good tool to use. Obviously, I'm not saying don't use it. Um, th- there's a lot of strong correlation to it, but plus he transferred from one QB to another. He went from uh, Kenny Pickett to Caleb Williams. Now Caleb Williams is looking like the obvious. QB number one next year and top first overall pick. Mm-hmm. And you see Kenny Pickett in the NFL. It's like, you know, was Kenny Pickett more like a product of you can't uh Jordan Addison? Like how Antonio, like remember uh the uh Central Michigan quarterback? Was it Dan LaFour? Oh, Dan LaFever? Yeah. How he was so good, but he also had, he had Antonio Brown on that team. And like, so, you know, he and he was more of a product so, of Antonio he, Brown. So this is the Ken Dorsey corollary then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so to way back. I don't think you can not you can't say Zay Flowers is and I know you didn't say this. You can't say Zay Flowers is one, Jordan Addison's too small, and Zay Flowers is two inches shorter for starters. Um <laughs> but yeah, late breakout, um, huge dominator. The combine numbers were good. Um, the agility numbers were were great, but you do have some size concerns. Uh, at least a little bit with Zay Flowers. I don't. I don't think it's a huge concern, but you know the Chiefs are a popular landing spot, and no duh, because he's small and he's quick, but he's got because Mahomes talked him up now. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's got a ton of agility too. I, I, I absolutely love Zay Flowers' film. Ninety point one feet speed score, one twenty three nine burst, four four two forty. Those aren't blow you away numbers, but those are very very good numbers. He's very quick footed too. So oh, yeah. that's another thing to look he's, at. He's he's like is. a poor man's Tyler Lockett. This is how I that's, kind of look at him. That's I think that's who I compared him to as well. Hold on. That might have been who I compared him to. That was uh, Addison. I think Addison was your Lockett. I mean, they're they're both very similar players in terms of their roles gonna probably yeah. be in the NFL. They're both gonna be they're not number ones, they're both gonna be, you know, number twos outside slot, you know, they're gonna play that you know, Devonta plays. Smith style. I mean, not even real decoys because because both of them are very very good. You know, with those number ones, they're gonna their their job is to win when the the actual number one is uh, taking away you know coverage. Yeah, yeah. if Flowers could work on, on that on those drops, he had a bad case of drops too. So if you could work on that, nope. that would de- that could definitely help him. You got to get targets. So yeah, if you're getting yeah, drops, so if you, you drop the if you drop the targets, I mean, you're not gonna be on the field much longer. So he needs to work on Look that. Look at Deontay Johnson. The two I, really... I need to get him. How many drops did he have? Because I didn't really see. I didn't look it up, but I didn't see the drops show up uh, on, I had it. on film too much. I had it earlier today when I was looking it's it up. Still, I think I still paid for PFF this year. Yeah. Um, I thought that he was one of the best separators uh, on film. Had some great spark after the catch. I actually liked his hands. Uh, I thought he does great working the sideline when they do send him out on deep routes. Um, really solid concentration with the ball in the air. Um, yeah, he can get caught up in traffic because he's not, you know, big or super physical. But, um, you know, he doesn't completely lack that trade. It's just, you know, he's a smaller guy, so you get up and get him picked over the middle or something. Then there's some problems there. He doesn't really have spectacular catch ability, but um, 
really the separation is what what stood out to me. He's kind of got Hyatt's down the field separation with some of the same agility that you like in Addison and Addison's route running. Uh, he's definitely more bursty than what Addison is. Um, so, yeah. Yahoo, Yahoo has a match. Uh, best NFL comparison is Travis Benjamin. What? A player profiler had say Flowers' best comparable is Jahan Dotson. Okay. Which, is that because of the size? Size, you know, a similar athletic profile, similar production dominator rating, um, just overall and plus anticipated draft capital. Mm-hmm. Zay Flowers looks so, so there as of right now, I can say for sure, as much certainty as I can, JSN will probably be the one a first round receiver. I can't say that about anybody else. I don't think yeah. when Johnson is anymore, Jordan Addison is gonna I think be Jordan Addison still is. I, I not it's it's not even certainty. Um the big move in terms of you know a player pro, or, or in terms of uh, draft props is betting the under wide receiver second in the first round. Because it could be, it could be one. I still think it'll be a little higher, as you know, with those back ends. But Jason's the only one that feels like the most confident, you know, (laughs) that's going to get that that great. But Flowers Addison to me, like I would be ecstatic if Minnesota decided to take one of those two guys, yeah, at pay twenty three, or when they if they trade back, get him in the high second. If they trade back to the second round, it's fine. I just went to play a profile. I didn't even do this. Like I did my own thing on Jordan Addison, and I compared him to Deontay Johnson and Calvin Ridley, and. Player profile has him as Deontay Johnson. Yeah. I think his hands are better and his route running is way better than Johnson's. Where... That's where I use Calvin Ridley at. Yeah. Two very so yeah, just guys are gonna be good profile too. So so let's so we have those, we have one, two, and three down. Is Johnson in the same tier? I thought we I Hopper, it sounds like Johnson's not for you. We'll be tearing with Addison and Flowers. So Addison Flowers, Johnson Johnson would be in that same tier, and I think I would okay. have Hyatt in that tier as, as okay. well. Um, and, and again, my my hate on Johnston is that it reminds me a lot of Nikhil Harry. He is um, literally like it's 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 the size profile. It scares everybody off now. It's the Nikhil Harry profile that everyone loved. It's Let's, these guys that are really good around the boundaries, but aren't really good route runners and, and don't really separate and yeah, you know, yeah. don't blow you away deep or anything like that. I did see some Hopkins in him because of his hands. Uh, they're sticky. He's definitely got spectacular catchability, but that again, that's what everyone liked in Nikhil Harry, and he got scared but, off by it. But he what? But Johnson even catches with his body a lot too. I noticed, like watching a lot of his mm-hmm. plays, he turns around instead of catching with his hand, he catches it right with his chest. You catch it, you catch it. That yeah. can be well, fixed yeah. in the pros. That can yeah. you also, you also get hit. I mean, that's a that's a fling that you fling the ball up at that point. And if you get hit from behind, you catch with your hands, it kind of goes out more. You catch with your chest, you take that opportunity of bouncing. I mean, he may, he makes it work. That's one that's good the, thing, but chest catching is not the scary part for me. We did a lot of chest catchers in, in year one, and I don't think I've used that phrase since because uh, I still use it because no, I, I double, still see it a lot. I do double catch. One, yeah, yeah. The, the ones that double catch are the ones you got to be. Because I think that he works a lot in the middle over trap over the middle and in traffic too. And you kind of have to let the ball come into you in those scenarios as well. So, um, yeah, just not overly quick, not overly agile, not overly bursty. Um, 
he is an intelligent player. You can definitely see that he's intelligent as far as where he needs to sit down and and zone coverage and how he needs to use his frame, things like that. There are some nuances to him, so he's not you know quite as raw as oh shit, the Titans receiver, Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks is not coming in as raw as is Burks, but the college productivity wasn't wasn't necessarily necessarily there. Um, there's upside to him, but yeah, he scares me with a lot of bunch of bust potential. So, you know, he's probably somebody that I'm just going to let, you know, if I'm in a position where I could end up drafting him, I'm probably going to try to move out or I'm probably going to let somebody else deal with that. And, you know, occasionally there's guys that I just, I don't, I don't see it. There's other guys I would rather have and other people are perfectly high on him and I'm perfectly fine. Like, you know, take him if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I still like him at the project overall. I don't hate him. I just don't no. want the He's a headache ball. if I end up being right. His right. best comparable yeah, is ball Josh... Great if he <laughs> plays safety. His best comparable is Josh Doxson. I mean, Doxson could have stayed healthy. Yeah. Maybe he played on a better Washington team. Yeah. A little more consistency at quarterback. Maybe things could have been a little different for his career, but... Mm-hmm. Now, Hyatt's the other one that I mentioned there. And okay, I, yep. Let's talk Hyatt. Uh, yeah, I and do I, like... I'm with you on Hyatt, too. I, okay. I feel like our list is very similar. Yeah. He didn't break out until his senior season, which is, you know, kind of coincides with Hendon Hooker's breakout. Little red flag, a little bit. And, <laughs> a little bit and of Cedric, a red flag. Well, Cedric Tillman's injury is what helped him. Yeah. That, too. 6'3", 216 pounds. Uh, is one of the largest receivers in the draft and the heaviest pre-combine. So, right there, that's a big thing because you have a lot of receivers in this draft that don't have size. So if you're looking six foot one seventy six. Sorry, I didn't adjust the numbers in my note. He, I did him pre combine. Okay, I was gonna say he's. I mean, he's like AJ Greenbuild. Yeah, like I did Green I did say pre combine, so I didn't okay, go I'm back sorry. and update my written notes, um, to match my spreadsheets. But so you know the size thing. I mean, he's still one of the bigger receivers in this draft at six one. <laughs> but it's also sad to say, yeah, yeah. Second touchdowns amongst wide receivers that were vetted, third in yards per reception. Um, defenders clearly know his speed, uh, and he's great at stacking defenders. He makes you pay for blown coverage, unquestionable long speed. Uh, looks very, very comfortable on the deep ball, adjusts well, above average hands, and first step out of his break is quick, and that's where he gets most of his separation. Um, he does do some small things to keep defenders off balance. Once he got to, once he has a step, they do struggle to catch him. So he definitely shows speed, shows the ability to stack defenders. I mean, he's a guy that I think does going to work deep. He reminds me of CD Lamb in a bigger body, um, and you know, he, I I thought that the long speed was in line with like a, a Garrett Wilson and Jamison Williams and what we saw out of them last year. Um, so nuance to his route running is there. Yeah. I, I think it might be more of a high-end wide receiver two type scenario than a one, but it's going to be interesting to see where he goes, where he lands. Um, if he can do the same types of stuff in the NFL with more athletic defenders, it's the one kind of concern I do have because um, he does do a lot of stacking defenders and a lot of making defensive backs pay for their mistakes. But in the NFL, that's not going to happen nearly as much as it is in, in college. Now, granted, he was playing in the SEC, so probably the best metric you can get there, but still. Yeah, I mean, he especially like really blew up against Alabama, and like you were like I'm looking at player profile on him also. His burst score is one thirty five point five in the ninety seventh percentile, and his speed, his uh forty yard dash four four, and you saw that speed against Alabama, and that's when I really like paid attention to Hyde. I'm like, holy crap, this guy has speed. Oh, Watching yeah. the way he he was getting past the defense, and I was and watching how he kind of maneuvered on the field, 
I was comparing him basically like a Deshaun Jackson on that those deep threats. Yeah. And then like same thing like the like same way like how Mike Wallace even used to play. Those are my two like comparisons to him. Mike Wallace is probably a good one, um, yep. which is where I think his role is going to be in the NFL. Yeah. You want to put him like you want him in an offense that's explosive. Like you put him with the Chargers. Oh, Chargers would be great. I love the Chargers. Oh, I want is, him with this is everything you, want you the, wanted Mike Williams to be. Well, yes. Also, thirty pounds smaller, probably a different role. But <laughs> I mean, no, but you're they, right in the sense that we're like they use Mike Williams deep. That's how I know. But Mike I wish Williams, his, I know what he is. Mike Williams is you know deep boundary receiver. Hyatt is a pure take your top off. You know, double move. Probably not great as a true one, but you put him on a team like the Vikings, you know, having Jefferson, which is the perfect. Yeah. I this would be one of the the, the perfect complements to that offense, with you know you know with, with uh JJ working all sorts over the field, and you know with Hawk, you get a guy like Hyde who can take the top off the defense. But a team like that is where I think he'll shine the most. Given Lions the, come to mind if you know if, you know if they wanted a DJ Chark replacement. So give him to Trevor Lawrence and let Lawrence, yeah, Kirk working underneath and Ingram working the seam. And you have Ridley coming back. <laughs> Ridley coming back to work underneath. With a team Kirk, that doesn't love be, number one receivers. Just keep drafting a bunch of twos. That would it. be yeah, there you <laughs> go. That'd be some firepower. He's gonna go to the Dolphins and just add to the. Oh track. my god! I mean, oh, gee, Jesus Christ! I mean, I mean, they honestly. Thank God they don't have a first round pick. I mean, he might not. I don't think he might. I don't think Hyatt's I mean, going first round. Anyway. He might Hyatt, be a second or a third round pick. I don't know, but Hyatt will, I think Hyatt will go. You don't think he'd go in late twenties? No, nah. He'll probably be a second rounder. This team has cooled off on him a lot. You know, towards the back end of the draft, he hasn't really process. done anything to that. But I think I forget who it was that it might have been Miguel who's trading out. It's wide receiver X week because no wide receivers holding steam. It's just there's a different yeah, flavor of the yeah flavor of the I've, week. I've Every seen some love week. from Cedric Tillman a lot starting to pop up more. I think people, I don't think people are, are not forgetting about Hyatt. Yeah. It's just, that's where I, I, I think this team's cooled off on him. Well, people are forgetting about Tillman too. I mean, Tillman was supposed to be what Hyatt is. He's right your now. big receiver. That dude, yeah. what, 6'3, two, like, he's like 215. 213, yeah. That dude is uh big boy. He, I, I think he'll go day two, but it's going to be close. Yeah. All right. Anybody else in the or with those same guys? Uh, not in that tier two ish. Yeah, not in that not tier, tier two. Not tier. I go in the next one down. All right, so of, now we get into some of the deeper cuts. Before we get to there, um, there's been a lot of conversation how this class ranks amongst others, and I want to talk about that because we spent a lot of time, not just us, but the, the, fucking every person hyped up this class especially the wide receiver class um as the next year? as the next great thing right it's the same shit we get every year but where do you guys you know from a comfort level in terms of trying to project these guys i know the draft hasn't happened yet where do you think that they rank compared to previous class years 2017's class so you know, it, a lot of question marks. That's not actually not a bad idea that's actually not a actually, bad comparison honestly i'm actually going back and and looking and when I look at it last year, I think I don't think there's quite the top end upside, but there's probably more depth this year than what we had last year. Last year definitely had more top end upside. With uh, six receivers going the top twenty, yeah, yeah. Last year fucking was nuts, man. Definitely more top end upside. Looking back at twenty twenty one, sorry, I'm not great at remembering draft classes. Looking back at twenty twenty one, that was Chase Smith, Bateman, Waddle. 
I don't think or St. Brown. We're not anywhere close to what 2021 was. Or 2022, honest. In that no, I, that's what I'm saying. 20, 2017, man. <laughs> you're a Juju. Yeah. You're Chris Godwin. Yeah. Um, Hopper's uh, finger, uh, Bengal receiver of all time. Just or, uh, John Ross. John, John Ross. Ross. Mike Williams, Hopper's other favorite receiver. Yeah, then you had Zay Jones, who <laughs> Cooper Cup, who we yep. liked our Darius Stewart. Good Lord. Oh, dude. there was so much. Maybe <laughs> this was Noah Brown's draft class. He's actually oh, one of the only guys still here. Curtis Samuel. Yeah. D.D. Westbrook. D. D. Cooper Westbrook. Cup came in the third round of that one. Cooper Cup was a third rounder in that one. Yep. Curtis Samuel was uh, 2018, I thought. No, he was, he was 2017. He was a running back when he got drafted. He was the hybrid that no one knew what the fuck he was. Chris yeah, Godwin, he, he fell too. I mean, a lot of the yep. run receivers are actually the only ones that are still Kenny Galladay. I mean, rest those three top him. ten receivers. We didn't even talk like we didn't even mention the first receiver taken that draft class. Corey Davis. Corey Davis. Yeah, that was a bad still... top ten for Jesus Christ. Yeah, rough. so I think it's better than seventeen. I, I think it will end up being better than seventeen, but I don't think it's going to be as good as the last three years. I think it's eighteen. I think yeah. it's. I I, I think eighteen. There's no DJ Moore in this. Maybe JSN could be. Um. Which is probably be where as close as you can get, but I think there's gonna be a lot of high quality twos and a lot yeah, of fancy guys. Ridley. Like Ridley, which is Sutton. still good. Eighteen's a good comparison. More Ridley, Sutton, Pettis, Kirk, Gallup, ESB, Antonio Callaway, Guti. I, I don't know. I just feel like we've been spoiled so much. I feel like it's, more, it's time for like a reset Chark. where it's like. You know, we'll look back, you know, 10 years from now and laugh at this draft class. Like, oh, my God. Well, there's we something high, to but... say, too, of, of, of how many first-round receivers we've had the last three years. At yeah. some point, teams are not going to want to keep investing first-round picks. No, this I'm... could be the start of that maybe one- or two-year trend where we're just not going to see. There just isn't even a Drake London type. Like, I know that... No. Um, uh, like, you'd like the 2013 class where, like, DeAndre, or DeAndre Hopkins was the only way, like, Valuable first one right wide receiver that way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the guys below your tier two. I, I had written down where it is tier two, so I figured all those guys would be in the same tier with JSN, but let's go to the one right below that. Let's kind of talk about, you know, maybe the next class of guys that are going to be creeping in, maybe early day three or you know, high day, low day two, high, high day three. Guys that can maybe do a little bit of movement that's yeah. just below your tier twos. And to be fair, I haven't worked up enough to where this is going to be complete. So if I don't say somebody like, okay, I mean, we missed like, players from last week. Forks, it's, it's, there's but, so many, yeah. again, there's so many players to talk about. But, uh, there's a million podcasts that can do that for you. The one, there's two guys that I'll give two and then Ryan can, can give two and we'll just call it that. So um, the first guy I want to talk about is Jonathan Mingo. Um, he checks in 6'2", 215, checks a lot of athletic boxes. He did have some limited production. He's got okay speed. It's not take the top off. Um, he does use his frame to gain position well, solid release, good blocking on run plays. Not an exceptional route runner, but he does have a full tree. Uh, just everything is solid with him. So I think he's a guy that profiles as a two or three. It's not a big upside guy, but it's kind of a roster depth guy to where you know I don't think he's going to get high draft capital. And I don't think he's going to fly up rookie boards. So it's a guy kind of that if I'm sitting there third and fourth round, you know, I can look at get upside. But if I need to fill some of, uh, you know, some of those roster holes and some roster depth, 
to think something that I think would be a nice piece. It's eventually going to be the type of guy that can give you, you know, bi week starts and whatever throughout his career. Um, I think that's how Jonathan Mingo profiles for me. What if I told you there's one mock I've seen that has Mingo as a first round pick? There's multiple mocks I've seen Mingo as a second round pick. That would make me surprised. The one thing he has over everybody else is prototypical sides. Yeah. Six, as you had, six, two, two, twenty. He's in that bigger frame, which is what this class doesn't have at the top. Yeah. Then you have him, then you have another wide receiver that's just very similar to, and that's AT Perry. Very similar to Alpha Build. He was, oh, crap. What was that team? Hold on. I got it. You have it? Uh, A.T. Perry was... Was it Wake Forest? Forest? Wake, Wake Forest. Forest. Right, yeah. Forest. I was like, I could, Old Dominion was stuck in my head. I don't know why. And I'm like, it's not them. I know it's not them. Zach Coons. Yeah. Get to. Um, older, 23, 6'3", 199, 447. Good burst. Solid speed score. Um, Pretty productive for his career. I don't have any film notes on him. So that's just... He's a guy that qualified for that. I just didn't get to him yet. Do you have any notes, Ryan? You brought him up. On him, no. That's just another one I know oh. I've heard compared to like <laughs> Jonathan Mingo, like and him. Like mm. I've seen like the two quickly compared as like one to one for like alpha type of wide wide receivers in this class. The other one I want to talk about is Andre Yoshivas. Um Bless you. Who, whose name I was saying wrong up until you know couple days ago but he's another one that came you know he's a he's a combine standout he's a 23 year old senior uh like at perry is 63205 so similar in size 40.5 dominator for princeton uh four four three forty one thirty point three a size adjusted speed score ten nine seven agility score so, yeah, he's going to be your athletic monster that he's, will make people salvate over him. And it's not just the athleticism, though. The film was great as well. He adjusts well the balls that are off the mark and deep, which you have to do to have any sort of productivity at Princeton. Uh, he's got quickness in his routes. He's got speed after the catch. So what showed up at the combine shows up on his film. Hands are reliable, complete route tree, gets in and out of his breaks really well without losing speeds. He's already a solid route runner. Um and really, I think he could have played for a power five school. And damn you choosing the better education at Ivy League school. Yeah. <laughs> no shit, right? And been totally fine. So, you know, he is the guy that if Mingo's the guy I'm looking at saying you draft him at floor and he's going to have floor. Yoshivas is the guy that I'm looking at saying I probably want to spend a second round pick on him because I think the upside is absolutely there. And you know what? Maybe I get bit like a Dante Pettis or um, Denzel Mims or whatever. But His best comparable and player profiler, Hopper. Denzel Mims. Denzel Mims is the first name I thought yeah. about too when I saw his profile. But there's always going to be one of these guys, and I think for me, he's he's it this year. I'm going to be high on him. I love the film. He checked all the boxes, and you know, y- you did the homework right. And the homework says that everything's here for this to be a late round guy with big upside. And, you know, you're going to miss when you're trying to hit home runs. Sometimes. That's why they call them home runs. Yep. You know, sometimes you hit the fall, Actually, ball, fall ball post. Huh? 
I actually don't think they call them home runs because you miss the ball sometimes. I think they call them home runs. No, I said because sometimes you, you hit the foul ball post and it doesn't count. Right, like, oh, but I shit. think it's called a home run because you get a run all the way home. Right, but a miss. It'd be like hitting the foul ball post is all I'm trying to say. I was thinking more you just don't hit the ball. <laughs> all right, so... Uh, Dan, get your show under control. I'm letting yeah, you guys go. You guys are fucking going off the rails about what to call about home run. Zay Flowers had nine drops last year. 10% drop rate. That's that's called not, a callback to 20 minutes ago. Yeah, that's not ideal. Yeah. That's, that's again, he'll be a first round pick, high second. I don't yeah. give a fuck about his drops. I'm sorry. I know. Don't matter. But the 10%, all right. So to defend him on that, Boston Deontay College Johnson is, leads the league almost every year in drops, and he's one of the more. But Boston College also targets. wasn't. Boston College wasn't like a high passing volume school either. No, no. I mean it's where AJ Dillon played. <laughs> so I mean, it's ten percent drop rate for what he had target wise is actually nothing now for nine. Yeah, yeah, he had one hundred and thirty targets last year. Okay, that's a lot of targets. I mean, again, I, I mean it's a team that's adjusting to its its players. It's just. 130 targets, 10 drops. Is... That's a lot of targets in college. That's less than 10%. That's a shit ton of... Uh, it's less than 10%. Less nine, I, I'm I'm saying what PFF had it as. They had Zay Flowers as... He had nine drops, 9.9%. Right now, yeah, I, I rounded a... up... By, I'm, I'm, I rounded up by point one. My, my bad. So if you had 130 targets, and you only dropped nine of them... I know. You think you think that? Well, no, again, I'm going off a of player profile targets count. It's, it's six, it's six, six seven percent basically. It's six point nine. No, it's nice. It's yeah. six point nine percent. Yeah, nice. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. God damn, these sites using different fucking numbers. I don't know how they're calculating it. I think I I honestly think that drops are targets. I think sometimes you can get mixed up because you know yeah. these guys are watching. They're all twenty-two films, and they're they're trying to you know you know pinpoint right maybe what they take their information from. Maybe one player got targeted over another player. Like yeah. if they're in the, if they're in the same part of the field, maybe one got over the other. I don't know. Anyways, anyway, Ryan, why don't you give us your two? All right, I still like Josh Downs, even though he's a lot very undersized. At five nine one seventy one, <laughs> let's have a debate between Opera and Ryan about Josh Downs. I fucking hate Josh Downs. Do you let's really? Go. Oh my he, god, he I love is, it. He is literally right now my lowest ranked wide receiver out of all of them that I've watched. All right, let's have this is Ryan. Let's have Ryan, Ryan. Why don't you give us the high points about about Josh Downs, and we'll uh, we'll flip to Hopper about the low points. I liked him because I feel like he was one of the best, better slot receivers behind JSN, considering the way he can move, his footwork, and everything. Uh, elite straight speed. He looked a lot bigger when he played, and especially when he caught the ball because he could actually burn the defenders. Uh, the way I see him, though, more in the NFL is going to be more on special teams. So I think that's how he could be a higher draft pick. Oh, uh, was that Bayless Jones, who was a third round pick because of his special teams? Oh, Jesus, that was he's a better. That was he's a... better than Bayless Jones, right? But I'm just saying, like, 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 like that. I know that. That was a fucked up pick, too. You can't use Bayless Jones as an embarrassment. Fine, he's going to be more... Uh, uh, who's the receiver right. from the Patriots? Nikki Larry? <laughs> no, no, the one from last year. Oh, oh uh, uh, Tyquan Tyquan Thornton. Thornton. There you go. Same. So, like, he play- All right, so back to Dallas. So he plays bigger than he actually really is. Amazing footwork. His size, like, what sucks on his size is he's horrible blocker with it. And, uh... 
like just overall looking at his profile, it's just I kind of just put it labeled it as weird because it's hard to label a five nine, hundred seventy one receiver as something like this. And I don't know how it's going to translate into the NFL. It's the same but size I, as Zay Flowers and Jordan Addison, though. Yeah, literally. I mean, it, it, I mean couple, the same shorter. size. He's one inch taller than Zay Flowers, and he's four pounds bigger than Jordan Addison. And they're, he's going. He's going. He, as Ryan, to your point, he's he's the NFL really likes him. He had a really strong freshman year last year yeah. with, uh, with <laughs> Sam Howell. For the NFL, they've never been wrong before. Well, I know, no. but we have. We've we're always wrong, so <laughs> everyone's always wrong. Uh, <laughs> At, yeah, to that point, it, it, it's he'll have a role. He'll yeah. it's a high day to pick. Right, water boy, practice squad. <laughs> Hopper, get to your John Well, uh, I didn't think the athletic trade showed up, and in really, you know. An 80.2 speed score. He has a 92.5 athleticism score through player profiler. 62 out of 73 in the class. Um for, for the wide receiver position. 296 out of 320 overall in the class. 984 out of 1,112 all time that player profile has that done with. So, you know, athletically, I didn't think a lot of that showed up on film. Um, like at all. I didn't see the speed, the agility, any of the traits. I I thought I saw him when the ball wasn't in his hands, like with the blocking you mentioned, he was taking place off, and that's how you don't end up on the field. Special teams or anything else. We saw that with Valus Jones early yes. last season. Um he doesn't do a ton of contested catch situations. So, you know, you don't get fantasy points off of special teams unless it's a return guy, right? You don't get fantasy points for being a gunner. Um, he does have some route running ability. Um, the hands are pretty reliable, but you know, I, I, I see him as a low volume slot guy that doesn't have a, a ton of, a ton of potential and a ton of fantasy value at best. Um, I don't think he ever commands any sort of volume at the NFL level. Um, it, I, I see him as like a wide receiver three, four ish upside with, you know, that's floor, but there's like no ceiling there either. It's a house that's just a floor. Um, and the floor isn't very high. So I think he's one of those bench types, maybe early on. I just don't I don't think he's gonna force a team's hand, right? Coming in as a rookie to unseat a veteran or to to really like see himself crack the field, even in the first couple of years. I just don't see those traits being there that's gonna make him any more than just a jag. No, I see that. That's just a deep Deep call up. I mean, it's not, I mean, I wouldn't, wouldn't call it deep, but he had 26 punt returns in college. I think, I think his role could easily be, as Ryan return mentioned, man. special teams as a, as a returner. I don't want to draft it's, that. It's, so is this side? Uh, I know, but we're also pumping up Jordan, and I'm playing devil's advocate a little bit here. So we're, we're also pumping up Zay Flowers and Jordan Addison in terms of, like, you mentioned his size as a concern. He, he's actually three slots higher. With this athletic I, score pro- profile, at Jordan I, Addison. I didn't say you. Well, I didn't say a damn thing about his size in the film notes, though. I know, but you you talked. About I, I, alluded, I, alluded talk, I talked about the athletic score. Yeah, yeah. But the film notes, like I can ignore the athletic score if there are things on film that I like. Addison sure. has elite traits that show up on film. Yeah, Flowers has elite traits that show up on film. Downs didn't even have. 
had like two traits that showed up is kind of good on film and nothing that I would categorize as sure, sure. is elite. And that's where the difference is for me. So I'm not just like, you know me, I'm not just scouting size. And well, no, no, I know. I, I know. I know. It, it, I it's... mentioned the athletic score as a counterpoint to Ryan calling out a bunch of athletic traits. That's what that was. Well, his score is also extremely low because he's a fucking string bean. Just like, again, why, why flowers and Addison and flowers are ranked as low is because they're the same size as Avanta Smith. Like, like, like yeah, these guys right. are finding success. Hopper, no, I'm not even a big Josh Allen's guy. Like, this isn't me mm-hmm. defending Josh Allen's. The NFL is going to like, he's like, we've seen guys we don't like, Wanda Robertson, are going to get That's drafted. Like, this is Yeah, yeah. Like, his best career is one. Yeah, yeah, right. I just fucking just saw it. it, it it's, there are always guys that, for whatever, mm-hmm. Whatever reason, teams just find something they love and they fall in love with it. And, and the downs. I just don't think that teams really care about these sizes anymore. Like they you know, don't. We're, they like, don't. We're so, they, we're that's because the league told us that you can't touch receivers. So the right. year of these big receivers don't fucking matter anymore because you Thanks, can't Tyree lay Hill. hands. Yeah, right. You can't lay hands on these guys. So you want guys that you know that can get off the line, release well, and get into their routes mm-hmm. immediately and, and burn, can get yeah, open but, and win yeah, or burn and win deep. But. You know, you mentioned Wandale Robinson and Kadarius Tony, and again, at least I'm staying true to my mo here, right? I was, <laughs> Both in, yeah, I was absolutely, yeah, I was yeah, yeah. middle middle on Tony because I thought that I, he had some ankle breaking agility that showed up on film, and I wanted nothing to do with Wandale. Yeah, even as and, he was <laughs> screaming at draft boards, I still wanted nothing to do with him. And to be fair for Tony, the, the dude has just hasn't been available. Okay. Yeah, he had some good underlying metrics, but he's hurt all the time. He had that one game. Yeah. Yeah, one, game. one game, Ryan. One more, right? Because you would, gave us downs. Yeah, I'm going deep. Give I us went Trey, Trey Palmer. Okay, the four the four three three speedster. That's another guy that just combine stand out that I wanted to get to film before this and I couldn't. It was like him, Yoshivas, and Mingo were the three that like combine stand out. Like holy shit, I need to pay attention to these guys. Right, and that's kind of what I want wanted to get into. At least get one of them in. He def, def, he's a definite. I can't even speak right now. Massive D threat coming in at six foot one ninety two, so he's a little bit taller, a little bit heavier than most athletes. <laughs> than and, what we uh, have in this class, yeah, compared to what we have in this class. But what also pulled me onto him though was reading that he was actually a transfer from LSU, so he was already with the likes of Jamar Chase, uh, Justin Jefferson, Terrence Marshall for what that one's worth, and then transferred to Nebraska. And very, I mean, very, like what I like about it, he's very raw. That's what sucks about it because I don't think he's going to be drafted as high as most of us like him to. But he definitely has the traits to be. Uh, what did I write? The all end around like a receiver who can actually be that deep threat that everyone wants mm-hmm. because he can just take off and and uh, has really good footwork. But where his footwork did suck at was where they did screen pass that is he, he tried dancing too much and like wouldn't try to just grab and go. He was trying to dance field and, and set up his blocks or anything. Yeah. He would just like, just sit there and dance and then just get hit in the backfield. So that was one of the downsides I didn't notice about him. Yeah. I'm interested to watch this film because of the combine performance. He didn't qualify based on, on the field, but neither did Mingo or your And I ended up liking both of them. So, you know, it, it's, He's a guy you might target as being, you know, special He's like a fourth rounder. And, yeah. Yeah. I think it's picked up and teams see what they can do with him, especially be, a rebuild he'll be, team. He'll be a day three pick. Yeah. That's what I've seen from him when I've seen his name pop up. 
Go to Houston. <laughs> it's where everyone to Houston. Everyone's going to Houston. Yeah. yeah. Except for quarterbacks. Yeah. Of course. They're waiting. They're waiting until 24. They should. I would. All right. Let's uh before we jump to a review and moving tight ends, let's just give me one guy that you're kind of sour. I mean, Hopper, you, you gave us Josh Allen, so and I've given you Quentin Johnson too. So and, and John Stu Ryan, yeah. why don't you give Hopper's giving us all the ones he's iffy on? Why don't you give us one guy that you're kind of lower on than than what maybe consensus is? From what you've Ooh. seen, guy that maybe you've seen get propped up a little too much. And you want to throw a little water on? You want to throw a little bit of cold water on? Uh, no one really, but just because it's just—I mean, everyone has so many things that I like and I don't like, and they're actually like doing the box. I feel like they're getting drafted appropriately right now. Like I don't feel any too high or too low, okay? Because I just don't know where they're going to be drafted at. Like, this feel definitely like, feels that way. It does, right? Like yeah. it's like you, I get to this point where I hit like third round. I'm looking at these receivers. So I'm like, okay, 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 okay. No, nothing's like really like throwing up a red flag. Like, really? And that's when you trade out. And you're just like, nope. Yeah. I don't. I don't even want these picks. After you know your favorite running backs and your your somewhat you know sleeper receivers go. I mean, you have these occasional like because you know how I run like rookie mocks like on a daily basis. Yeah. And you'll have these occasional ones that pop up once on blue moon, but it's nothing like. Fine. I'm not. I, I'm not like looking at it. Like, I got one okay. for you then. I, 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 when you're looking at these mocks, is there a name that pops out that you feel like is either it, it, it's something that you want to like? It, it, it's either going too high or too low. Is there? Give me a wide receiver when you're looking at these mocks. You know, when, you know when you're running these mocks every day. Yeah. That is jumping out to you as as. Oh, like when I see too that high or too, too high. low. Yeah, I can do like, it. Yeah, too when... high or too low. One that I always see jump too high is Keyshawn Boutte. Okay. That is one for sure. Let's talk about Boutte because it's a good point because he was a Debbie Darling after the 2020 COVID season. Obviously, he he took over for Marshall when Marshall uh, stepped away, Um, you know, for the first half of the year. Then he blew up, became a, a lot of people consensus Debbie won at that time. And, and he's only, I guess, hurt himself. So why don't you talk about Boutte for the people? So overall, like we've been running these drafts since January. So looking at the overall all perspective, that's from in January till actually yesterday's date. And Keishon Boudet has been ranked as the number six wide receiver. Six? As, yeah. Jesus. He's actually behind Josh Downs and ahead of Jalen Hylett. But as of if we do as of April, so if we do just at this month alone. I mean, that's, you know, three weeks worth. About. Yeah, it, which is good enough data for me to look at. Let's see if it's loading right now. And it won't load. So that's good content. Damn. Damn technology. Right? But there's times where I've seen him like go like... Like, if I see him going to third round, I'm like, that's perfect spot for him to actually land. Like, I find him in the third round. But, like, I see people him still taking him in the mid-second sometimes. And they just go by name. Or I've even seen him go as high as 112. And I'm like, why? Like, I just don't... I don't get it. I mean, he had a horrible season. His uh, combine was okay. Like it was basically booty. It wasn't as great as you know <laughs> as, as as it should have been. As we all expected, I mean, he runs a four or five. 
his speed score was horrible. His burst score was horrible. His agility score was horrible. And his catch radius was like, it was almost like he was lazy. It was like he was the Jalen Carter of wide receivers right now for the pro days and stuff. But I mean, player profile has him listed as best comparable to Christian Kirk. And what we saw his freshman year hasn't translated since, but that breakout age of 18.3 is something that's still sick. So I think people are are stuck with what he did in the past years compared to what he's been doing over the last year and year, year one, year two, like last season, you know, we're all looking at him as the number one wide receiver in this class. You watch him go up against Florida state and he's not playing as that type of wide receiver. He's more of like, he's slacking. He's being lazy on routes. He's not trying. And it carried through the whole entire season. And it showed because he wasn't even the top receiver on his team. He was actually number two receiver on his team. Yeah. He, uh, he feels like his his whole thing's going to be course corrected after the draft. I I I firmly believe he's going to be a late day three pick. I think the NFL is going to see straight through what they saw, what you saw in film. I'm not going to call a player lazy ever, but it, it, it's it's clear a lot of people are still riding high off of what he did as a freshman, and it, it just kind of going off the people pounding the table for him as that top and Debbie prospect. And freshman year, I mean, it wasn't even that great. He had 45. It's because Deception. he played half the year. It it it, it, it mm-hmm. was he like he took over for for Terrence Marshall when he decided to stop playing that year. That's where yeah, that's it, where that's where his blow up came. And then it just went downhill from there. Yeah, I mean, besides you know, twenty twenty one, he had nine touchdowns, but still, this last season only had two touchdowns, seventy four targets, I and mean, that was playing in all the games, or well, he played eleven games, so he played one more game than he did his freshman year and actually did worse. Even his target share was even worse. He went from 18.5 to 15 and a half. Yeah, I don't, uh, I'm, I'm not high on him. So, but he's still young. And then people are probably use that, that he's still young. He's 20.9. So he's still young. You could be either getting a huge bus or we could be getting a big steal here in our rookie mocks this year. Right. Happy, you have any thoughts on him or do you or we want to go right to a review? Yeah, there's nothing there that makes me excited about him. And holding on to somebody because they were a Debbie darling is a good way to end up with bus because you don't adjust as they go on. And the fact that Boutte is that he didn't repro you know, when he became the guy, he didn't reproduce that productivity. He didn't perform the combine with anything that you feel great about. Um five eleven, one ninety five is just kind of all right. Um, there, there's nothing there that really makes you you hone in on that. So sure, if you can get him for a late round flyer, fine. But there's going to be somebody that just is familiar with the name from whatever that's probably going to take him higher in most dynasty leagues. And I would stay away from it. There's nothing there that that I look at and I'm like, yes, I want to draft this guy. This is the case I can make for it. I don't, I don't see one. Also, the Arizona Cardinals you new uniforms are terrible. <laughs> Shocking. All right. Let's get to a beer review and then we'll wrap up with tight ends. Uh, Rashi Rice. Beer review. Is that you wanted to talk about Rashi Rice? I'm going to work him into my beer review. 
Oh, oh all right. We'll, we'll, we'll do we'll do two birds, one stone here. Somebody else go first though, so I can figure out how I'm gonna do that. That's fine. I'll go. Again, I am drinking uh Brent Rivers upstream tangerine. This is a uh a weed double tangerine. Uh very heavy on tangerine, very heavy on the fruit flavor. Um the weed is a uh you know a nice neutral base to use for fruit. Um light, fruity, really easy to drink, great for warm temperatures. I was actually surprised I liked this more than what I did. <laughs> so uh shout out to uh you know, shout out to Bitmember for this. Um I'll be honest, I haven't been the most impressed with them, but I, I have thoroughly enjoyed this. They do a good sweet potato beer in the fall. They do. And they do really good winter seasonal sweet potato ale and their um their jingo java. Yeah. Very quality. Yeah. All right, so a lot like Rashi Rice with this uh, dogfish head. Slightly mighty. Slightly mighty. Um, yeah, there's With things, monk fruit. Yeah, with monk fruit. There's <laughs> things to like. There's there's things to not like. Um, the hop character on this is good, and it's very reminiscent of an IPA. IPA. If you just smelled this, you're going to think IPA. Just like if you just watched Rashi Rice highlight film and saw all the spectacular catches, you are all about that life. Um, because there's absolutely spectacular catchability there, and you would say, "Hey, that's that's got something to it." But then I drank this, and it tastes like it, it literally is a diet IPA, and I don't know how else to put it. It tastes like <laughs> diet beer, um, and not in the same way that Michelob tastes like diet beer because there's actually a hop character to it. It's like it's a mind-numbing type of thing because it's like all the body of a Michelob Ultra. You can't really compare that to Rashi Rice. This side is fine. It's like all the body of me, Michelob Ultra, but there's like none of the malt backbone that you'd normally expect with an IPA because it's locale. So it's just kind of hops standing on their own. It's real close to like hop water aside from a subtle sweetness from the monk fruit. Um, and with Rashi Rice, it's spectacular catches that physicality that stand kind of on their own. He had some fumble problems, did have some drops, isn't going to burn you, but you know, there's still, there's something there to like if, you know, you're after a guy that might have touchdown ability. Just like there's some things to like in this beer. If you're after a locale IPA, if you're trying to watch your, your intakes, you definitely get, you know, some of the IPA things just like with Rashi Rice, there's some like wide receiver things and wide receiver one, two things, but then there's also, some glaring holes for improvement with rice. It's the fumbles and the drops um, and the lack of speed and burst. And with this beer, it's just that it's missing body, but that's because it's a locale IPA. So for what it is, I think it's well executed. Um, just like for what Rashi rice is, I'm totally good with the mid round pick, but you know, this is not something that I think I would drink a lot of just because there's too, I, my mind thinks IPA and I want to interpret it as an IPA and there's too much missing for me to think it's a good IPA, even though it's a good light IPA. I either Solid. made that really convoluted or I did a really good job interweaving those things. You did. You did a very good job interweaving them. So not only have I had one, but now I'm on my second canteen spirits, watermelon vodka soda. It comes in actually 5%, 99 calories. Zero sugars, zero carbs, so it's very good for you when it comes to alcohol. <laughs> and it's kind of, just, and it's kind of just like it doesn't have that vodka taste to it. It's kind of more like a, like a seltzer. Like it, but just a little bit more crisp, a little bit more flavor. I taste more of the watermelon, like right on the tongue. 
Brian the Swallow. And then within that by now, that's all gone. So it's actually only it's that it's refreshing. You don't have that like lump in your throat or anything on it. It's pretty good. You guys said these are things that are like are, is what's taken over now. Yeah, it's yeah, what I've seen. Yeah, they're shooting up. It's replacing seltzers with your your college crowds and your float trip crowds and and stuff. Because I heard liquor just surpassed beer sales now. Yeah, that's thanks to the RTD boom and the bourbon the- boom. That's thanks uh, to the state of the world, Ryan. People yeah. just want to just forget more. Right. <laughs> Let's fuck this Let's... shit. I don't need a, I don't want an 8% beer. Give me something with some fucking boom to it. Yeah. I want to, I, I want to drink to where I can't feel feelings. Rice. I want to drink to where I can't feel feelings. Yeah, me too. <laughs> That's just Dan in his 20s. All right. Yes. I don't know why I went loud music for tight ends, but here we are. Because it's uh, it can be very boring to talk about. Not this it year. takes tight. It takes tight ends so long to actually be productive and and give us something. But not this year, goddamn it! Right, three years I, from now, though, they will be great. I I just have one talking point to this. We're just going to discuss these guys. Let's start from the top. Okay. Well, most top... tight ends. Yeah, most why we don't have a lot of. We just don't have a lot of names to talk about, but this year we actually do. Yeah. Let's just start. All right, I'm gonna start with Dalton Kincaid. To me, he is uh he is the one in a very, very good class. His breakout ages in the teens, which is extremely rare for tight ends. 30 plus dominator, outplaced mayor, who when I watched them was consensus one, and then the combine didn't go great and some other things. But yeah, you know, watching Dalton Kincaid, the first note I have is he's one hundred percent that dude. He can he does everything. He can high point. Um, he's too athletic for linebackers to cover. He's too big for cornerbacks and nickels to cover. He runs with grit and violence, but also athleticism and grace. Um, he's a bull of a blocker, uh, especially in the run game. And his athleticism shows up in this blocking game as well. He's quick across the formation and stout when he's picking up in pass protection. Um, he did once drop a pass. So that was the only con I really had. Um wow. uh, and I think he gave up quarterback pressure when he was blocking a defensive end one-on-one. But then he thought, like, the next play, just straight stonewall the de- defensive tackle on his own. So uh, he's just – he's that dude. He's exceptional with the ball in his hands. Um, he's good with yak. He's good with contested catches. He creates mismatches. He blocks really well. Um, he, he has a lot of Travis Kelsey, which is high praise, but I see a lot of Travis Kelsey in his game. Um, and it's maybe my tight end favorite tight end prospect since George Kittle. That's like even that more were, than you, even more than Pitts because Pitts was a one trick pony. You you saying KK was a Travis Kelsey? I thought that I was going to be bold with that, and I wrote that down too. So never mind. <laughs> Hopper and I are on the same page. I like this. I um one of the things that I did notice that a lot of people were kind of like throwing up the red flag is the injury he had at the back in November. Even though he's been cleared on it, I guess that's the one thing that's kind of throwing up the process of like people saying, you know, is it worth no- taking him as, as high in the he's first round? He's cleared and he had a fucking banger of a combine. Yeah. I think he's fine athletically. But it's still just one of the flags that people are. What was the injury? About. It was a back injury. Like back tightness, like. 
broke it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Seeing a back injury while playing football on 11-26-2022. I mean, back injuries have a tendency to, to creep back up, I guess. But, I mean, they're, they're fluky things, generally speaking, from, yeah. from the most part. I mean, I'm not concerned about that. No, I mean, he's good now. He's healthy, ready. Like you said, healthy and ready to go. Yeah, he's he's definitely like the number one tight end right now, and everyone's boards I've been seeing. Even ahead of uh, Michael Mayer, he should be. It floats between it, it, like when you look at Mox. Obviously, you know I've seen Mox where I've seen you know four tight ends go first round, and see Mox where no tight ends go first round. I've seen Mayer as first tight end taken. I've seen Washington. I've seen Kincaid. I've seen Musgrave. I, it, it's it's a true unknown. I think it's going to be really uh, team fit, and uh, and and what the coaching staff wants, for, you know, from these young tight ends and their role to start with. So, um, I wouldn't lock in too heavily on on where these on when these guys get drafted. You know, compared to the other guys in this class with them, um, because we're going to see a lot of tight ends go at least top two rounds. Yeah, the other thing too is don't lock in too much. I, I mean, draft capital matters, but for tight ends, they're a different breed. And you know, a good NFL tight end is not a good fantasy tight end necessarily. No, it, it, like quarterbacks, there is a a pretty big distinction there because teams will fall in love with a guy because he can block and help out in the pass rush and maybe has some receiving ability, um, like the Bears did with the Cool Comet, for example, but that doesn't mean that they're going to be elite for fantasy just because they spend a, a pick on a guy like that who's well-rounded. Yeah, definitely well-rounded. I like him a lot. Yeah. All right. You mentioned let's the Mayer. Names. Let's keep the names moving. Yeah, you Michael Mayer? Yeah, you mentioned Mayer, so I'm going to throw some water on that because when we talk about good NFL tight ends and not good fantasy tight ends, my overall write-up with him, that's exactly what I wrote. It's a better NFL tight end than a fantasy tight end. Um, he's really slow out of his brakes on more complex routes other than slants. Uh, he doesn't have the speed to win downfield or down the seam. He really didn't show that at all. Um, for as big as he is, he doesn't have a ton of after the catch, uh, ability. He doesn't bully people. And I don't really see him like high pointing, but he's a great blocker and take multiple guys on screens, decent hands. So he's, he's reliable as a receiver has a little bit of an ability to box out down in, in the red zone. Um, but I think his upside is more like Schultz Fryermuth territory. And I don't even really, you know, that's, that's hitting the upside from a fantasy perspective. Um, you know, I said, given his film, I highly doubt we see a good combine. I did him before the combine. We didn't see a good combine. So combine solidifying what my eyes saw. Um, he's going to stick on a roster. Um, he's gonna, he's too good of a blocker to not hang around the NFL for a long time, but fantasy wise, I got some serious questions about the athletic ability and the ability to win against NFL defenses and be any more than just kind of a nice ancillary piece that, you know, catches some passes, but is never going to be the high end fantasy tool. And not the tool that we'd like to all have that we all, cause I mean, he's been one tight end that I keep seeing getting drafted in the, in the first round. Of rookie mocks, and I think he should definitely not be. A, actually, I don't think any tight end should be. No, that's why I made that tweet, Ryan. Right? Yeah, literally, no tight, no tight, tight end, end should ever go in the first run. I, I would argue that no tight end should go in top two, but yeah, they're just not. They're just not productive. Like like, they're just not productive early. Tight end that's premium, really sure, it. but definitely not standard. Yeah, at least in Mayor's case, 
it's 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 we've seen especially you know in the past we've seen not so athletic tight ends be to be fantasy producers mayor you know productive throughout his entire career helps um it almost feels like he's probably not going to be the first running off the board um which oddly enough the first running off the boards are never as productive as as we think they're going to be which is just more you know, convoluted than what it is, but it's, I think Mayer will be fine in the NFL. I think as Hopper mentioned, I think he'll stick around definitely for a long time. I think there's going to be some heavy investment, you know, Pat Firemuth, it's the one that comes to mind immediately for me, mm-hmm. where I think if he lands in a team that, that wants to utilize their tight end as part of their, their main passing, their, 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 their main reads, I think he'll be very productive. I just mm-hmm. don't see him being a, an absolute game changer. Yak ability, um, you know, you know, big plays. We should be more reliant on volume than he will be on those big plate upsides, like your, you know, you know, like your Mark Andrews. You know, when he came into the NFL, or 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 Pitts may end up being, you know, to that type. Yeah, your OJ I mean, Howard. There you go. Yeah, Zach Ertz was his, his best comparable, and really, I think Carolina is not a bad landing spot with Frank Reich either. If that's how that that plays out, but just spitball in there. But yeah. Yeah. All right. Want to keep names rolling? Let's keep yeah, them rolling. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, next guy I'm going to throw out there that I really, really liked. We'll go the other way here. Is Zach Coons? Um, yes. I found I found out how to say the name right today. I, I kept calling it cunts. Oh, no. Of course you would. <laughs> Jesus. Holy crap. Cow. You're going to be the reason I have to put a tape delay on. Six seven two fifty five, yeah, big boy, big big boy checks it like like Ryan just said. This is a guy checking in at six seven two fifty five that hit all the he ran a four five forty at six seven two fifty five one thirty six point eight spark uh, ten nine nine. He had a sub eleven on agility drills. Isn't that freaking nuts? Yeah, you know what his original team was? He played for uh huh Penn State. Shocking, right? Yeah. The most, yeah. the team that literally produces the most athletic players at their why positions. Did, and why did he leave? Because of of Pat Fryermuth. Yeah. yeah, high speed, high burst, incredibly high, like athletically, like dudes got it. Uh, on and then when you take that to film, uh, yeah, <laughs> six size to match a sub eleven agility score is insane. Uh, but he's a good route runner too, as far as tight ends go. He's got exceptional hands, productivity lack due to the O line and quarterback play at Old Dominion, especially the O line play. It's hard to get the ball downfield to your tight end when you're on your back. Um, and he did have some missed games. He doesn't necessarily have down the seam breakaway speed, but the dude is huge. He's reliable. He's <laughs> he damn should. good over the middle. Um, he's good out of the slot. Well, and I think that part of that was just one. I was in my speed rounds of doing it, so I didn't really find anything where they were using him downfield. But yeah. two, again, when you've got an O line that struggles to block, it's it's hard to take those downfield shots. So I think that the athleticism definitely says that, you know, that outside and him developing that is in the range of outcomes. It's just not something that I was able to note because I didn't see it in the the two games I watched and you know, with the way that old Dominion plays. I can um, help you with that. So he did struggle with the contested catches, but they were definitely like tight, like tight, hard contested catches to grab. So it's like, okay, I can understand six, seven, two fifty five trying to catch that as a tight end. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, I kind of like 
brush that as a pass on him. It's, it's also Old it's, Dominion. Like, how yeah. many of those balls are going to be really that And there's that, a ton you know, that, that were just... And somehow their quarterback managed to throw them over this guy's head. Like, he managed <laughs> Seth, to put a two eye for him. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like, like his catches, like, you'll see, like, a, a DB on him, and you see the safety coming mm-hmm. right at him. So, I mean, he'll have two or three DBs right around him when he's trying to make that catch, and he doesn't make it. Yeah. The one thing I did notice that I think might hinder him a little bit at the NFL level as well. And it's very coachable. And I don't know if you saw this, Ryan, is he doesn't attack his blocks. He's waiting for the blocks to, to come to him versus, you know, engaging them with that good first pop. Yes. Um, no, I didn't know. I did. Right. That's I said all he's a good, block. that's said he's a good blocker, but not a comfort. great blocker. Yeah. yeah. And it's just because he doesn't attack him. That's comfort. That's coachable. But, you know, again, that's part of the curve for tight ends. It could keep you off the field early in your career. Is that right there? Um, this is the one. This is the one here. I kind of looked at also as the other type of Travis Kelsey. If Kincaid mm-hmm. do, doesn't do it, like Kunt is like my like deep like Kelsey look at, because like Kelsey was kind of like the same type of way when he was at Cincinnati as Kuntz is. Like he wasn't that super like top end athletic. Like he has the same capabilities basically. And then, no, then, you know, Kuntz into combat and he basically pulled the Mike Gusecki. He's yeah. actually extremely athletic. So I I, I think here is... Mike Gusecki is his best comparable. I think, I, yeah, which I'm pulling from. I It sounds like to me, if what you guys are saying is, is that he's not playing up to his athletic potential. Playing for, you know, you know, playing for Old Dominion and then using him in a way as their number one target when he was, yeah. you know, healthy and playing a full season back in 2022. Mm-hmm. That or back back in 2021, 2022, he got injured again. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it feels like. It, it, it sees a project piece. Yes, and yeah. but I like no I one like should care about his age because age or tight doesn't really fucking matter. It, it's all about if he can land with the right team that can maybe shape him into what they want him to be. He might be a guy that you're looking at in two to three years, like Travis Kelsey. Exactly, that hits his breakout. He's he's a guy. I, like if I have Travis Kelsey, this is like one guy I'm actually targeting on my team just as that. Or from Kelsey replacement, the middle of a rebuild with the way his class is, and they can get he fits him all late. teams. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he he's you. That size and athletic combos are exactly what you look for in tight ends on paper. Yes, you throw him on your taxi squad. You wait because you'll probably be on your rookie waiver pool if you don't run a lot of deep rookie drafts, or or he'll be dropped there because he's not ultra productive in his first couple of seasons. Which yeah. I would not be shocked if it's not. All right. Keep it moving. Ryan, you want to talk Musgrave? Yeah, I, I mean that that that, that that's my last one I have because I, I wasn't able to get to anyone else. But like he's the ultimate boom bust I like a lot just because of what he did. I mean, he only had eleven catches and one touchdown last year because of the injury. But six three, two fifty-three. Like my the way I kinda looked at him it was for what little video I could see on him the way he played was a Dallas Godert type. But it's basically like it's sure hands, tremendous blocker, really fluid and smooth, can play in line and in the slot. And the potential in athleticism is there with him. And he had plenty of offers, too. Like he chose Oregon State over UCLA and Oregon when I was looking more into him. But what teams are going to look at more like he was one that was also rumored to be first round pick, but he's probably more likely could fall into the second. And it's like that he's the tight end version of like how people look at Trey Lance. They have the athleticism, they see the talent, it's able to build, 
can they that's get it Koontz out of for him? me? Yeah, that, that's yeah. going to be Koontz for me. Yeah, but Musgrave is also. I mean, his best comparable Dawson Knox, Koontz or Musgrave is absolutely hyper athletic, but Musgrave is the one where I think he's a little more pro ready to start. Yeah. And you can't talk about Musgrave being hyper athletic in the same vein without getting into to Will Mallory a bit too, who's, you know, a little bit lighter. But other than that, damn near the same athletic profile, damn near the same size pro or damn near the same height profile and everything. Um, so Will Mallory is actually the last guy I watched before this this episode, but I think, you know, him and Musgrave are are kind of a lot in the same vein. They're both athletic tight ends, which is prominent in this class. Um, Mallory had incredibly reliable hands. He works well as a blocker and both particularly in the run game, really good run blocker, uh, burst after the catch was, was noticeable. Um, especially in the screen game, um, used in line and in the slot can occasionally be beat on a block, but, um, you know, I, ideally this is another guy that I look at and I see like a lot of Dalton Schultz, um, a bit of a fryer with a bit of, you know, those guys that have, you know, tight end four to tight end seven or eight in the range of outcomes year in, year out. And depending on where they land and if he's utilized, I mean, he's good enough of a blocker to be on the field early. He's reliable in the receiving game and, you know, a good athletic profile, good size profile. They'll put a little bit of weight on. Sure. Might slim down a little bit, but he can afford that. So I like Will Mallory in that same vein as what I like Musgrave. Yeah, the other two I didn't get a chance to look at was uh, Sam Laporta and Tyler Kraft. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to do Laporta either. There is one name that is in the same vein as those top four. Darnell. Darnell Washington. Yeah. I think he has the highest ceiling in the class. You're talking about a guy that can come into the NFL as already hyped up as a as a bona fide extra old lineman when he's on the field. Hopper, you talked about you know, draft capital and why mm-hmm. Titans may get drafted higher than than some others. Washington is one where he could start at day one and you can kind of build and work him into more of a receiving role. He'll yeah. start off as a blocking tight end, a guy that can, you know, do more. He had 14 missed tackles last year. 14 yeah. tight end, like six, seven, 260 pounds. Big fucking, fucking nuts. Dude. Yeah. He's, I, Highest ceiling for me, I think he's the highest ceiling in the class. I still think Kincaid's got the highest ceiling in the class, but I I would think Washington is a close second if they can get him worked in the passing game. The only reason I don't talk about him higher is just because that's not something that he did in college. The athleticism is absolutely there. The size is there. Hell of a blocker, which the NFL is going to love. But really not a lot of knowledge on what he's capable of is is a receiver and not a lot of a – you know, not a very big portfolio there. So that's that's kind of the only reason that, you know, I'm not as high up but, on him as, as some other guys. But I, I completely agree. The the upside is 100%. You know, it's 100% there. Yeah, yeah, when you're playing with Brock Bowers, I mean, it's kind of hard to stand out even more than <laughs> one of the best tight ends that's going to be coming out, you know. Yeah. To me, he could next be. season. And I say this very, very – uh little ton-in-cheek here um george kittle-esque yeah. where i think teams missed on george kittle he played for iowa he he was the forgotten name because he was asked to do literally all the dirty work you know yep. h-back yeah. block you, you had hawk there you had no offense there and then he comes in and kills the combine he comes in kills the combine still fifth round pick too. two year yeah takes two years breaks out well one of the earliest breaking out titans in nfl that we've seen 
because it takes a while for these guys. Washington, that he's not. I'm not saying he's going to get to that level, but that's what the possibility. That are. to me is where it's possible. That's where his ceiling could reach. Is that he's already doing what it takes a lot of tight ends to learn to be a good blocker. Washington's already there. And then it's just figuring out what ways we can get him to be more of a productive guy as a receiver so he can be a a more all-around guy. It's just whether or not he's in the right fit scheme and all that shit. And and that's something that we we won't know now a week before the draft. Yeah. Uh, real quick to wrap that up, the two guys that Ryan and I both mentioned not being able to get to, uh, Sam Laporta and Tucker Craft. Sam Laporta is a 6'5", 250-pound senior out of the Big Ten, uh, 20.6 breakout age, uh, sub 4'6", so good for tight ends. Uh, 122.8 burst, just oh, he's got an 11.1 agility score, which is also very, very good. At 1,700 career receiving yards, I believe that's second out of tight ends I vetted behind Michael Mayer. Um, 657 receiving yards last season does lag a little bit in the touchdown department um, for Laporta. And then Kraft in a similar vein, also six foot five, also right around 250 pounds. Um, slightly slower, 40 time, um, slightly le- worse burst score, slightly worse agility score. Um, and, uh, a bit lower on the productivity totem pole for his career, uh, but did put up more yards in his final season than what Laporta did. So, um, those are kind of the two other guys that I'll watch before we, we get to the draft and be prepared to talk about afterwards, because a lot like Musgrave and and Mallory, they're going to end up kind of in that same area, potentially based on their combine performance. Jim Laporta also and we lost you. Like to scout by, by team. What's what was the first part? He's from Iowa. Oh, yeah, Iowa had a crappy team this year, so that's why it looks all bad. They yep. weren't great at all. So yeah, that's that's more tight ends than you're you're normally going to get. I think we're going to get an infusion here though with these guys, which yeah. we kind of need. I'm not going to lie, we uh, we're kind of hurting for some. In- injected youth right 19 classes didn't quite hit the way we thought it i think a lot of people thought it was that 17 class gave us some some hits that we didn't think you know were going to be a thing in kittle and then you know big misses and howard ingram was able to revive his career with jacksonville but it's been we need kind of a tight end renaissance here yeah irv smith didn't really hit gasecki didn't really hit Hawkinson's starting to. I mean, Hawkinson's about to hit he's, big, he's, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but he's about to take next step. But I mean, there's been, there's a lot. Komet kind of stalled out with, you know, maybe he'll take off once the Bears' offense overall starts to take off. But guys yeah, like he, Pitts, I, you know, I expect Pitts to be a big hit. Pitts now. will, Pitts will be, be back. More of a focal point. Yeah. We did get Chico Conquell, who we weren't expecting late last year with Tennessee. That. You know, be interested to see if he can continue to put some things together. Oh, the Saints tied in. Yeah. Who's the Saints tied in. Uh super athletic. Juwan Johnson. Juwan Johnson. Yeah. 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 Hey, hey. He just got another touchdown. <laughs> Still the starter. <laughs> For some Still. reason that means the thing. Still the starter. Still the starter. All right. That's it, guys. That's right. the show. That's it. Cool. That's the show. Awesome. Thank you guys. We will not have a show next week. We will be at the NFL draft. So uh, we'll be back the following week to 
set all that up and, and recap all that. So we're just going to kind of hang out and enjoy it as fans. And we'll, uh, we'll come back afterwards and get y'all clued in on, on the experience and how that moved our expectations for some people. Hell yeah. So it's going to be awesome. Looking forward to it. Me too. All right. And uh, we will talk to y'all in two weeks. And if you're in Kansas city, hit us up, come say hi. Yeah. Yes. Later.